From the heart of Vermont, this podcast is brought to you by Capital City Concerts, a concert series which assembles exceptional musicians from across the globe in remarkable live performances in an intimate venue. Learn more at capitalcityconcerts.org. My name is Karen Kevra, and you're listening to Muse Mentors, a podcast about artists and their mentors. Some people say it's not what you know, but who you know. I say it's how you know them. I started the Muse Mentors podcast a year ago, just as the geese were departing Vermont. We're a full 19 months into the proclaimed pandemic and it's fall again, but it's been a balmy fall this year where I live in the Champlain Valley. Vermont's famous foliage is making a slow, steady, gorgeous crescendo to its peak. We haven't even had a frost yet. Every day I gather bowls of tomatoes and green beans, potatoes and prize-winning shallots and onions, winter and summer squashes, and enormous bouquets of zinnias from my hyperproductive vegetable garden. I've spent my life growing things, but my other love and life's work has been music. I've been a musician and a concert organizer for decades. The concert series that I founded and run in Montpelier, the Vermont State Capitol, was about to conclude its 20th season when the pandemic struck. And suddenly what we had all relied on for 20 years, the incredible music, the palpable connection between audience and performers, and the gathering to listen together, that powerful communion was gone. And since then, I haven't been able to get that Joni Mitchell tune out of my head. Don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone? Well, finally, I think, I hope, it seems like this god-awful pandemic has loosened its grip. Not in the complete way I had expected by now, but enough to schedule concerts again. And so our live concerts are returning. The good news for all you Muse Mentors listeners anywhere on the globe is that you can be a part of the concerts too. We're offering our concerts remotely and on demand this year, so anyone anywhere can see and hear the concerts. The first concerts are happening the weekend of October 23rd and 24th when Boston's terrific Borromeo Quartet is coming to perform a program that features Beethoven's transcendent Opus 132 String Quartet. It really isn't hyperbole to say that this is one of those pieces you should hear before you die. At the heart of the quartet is a hymn of thanksgiving. Beethoven actually called it that, and it never fails to slay me. It is joyful and sad in equal measure, and you really don't know whether to laugh or cry. Beethoven wrote this quartet late in life in 1825, just two years before he died at the age of 56. And consider this, he had long since been deaf and he hadn't heard a sound in decades. He wrote this incredible movement after having just recovered from a prolonged agonizing stomach ailment that nearly killed him. Mortality was constantly on his mind. 
This movement is truly an autobiographical musical offering of a prayer of thanks after Beethoven's illness. So what could be a more appropriate musical offering than this at this time? I recently talked with Nick Kitchen, the first violinist of the Borromeo Quartet, about this. There's a kind of a direct resonance with what that piece frames as its third movement, which is called the Holy Song of Thanks, Heiliger Dankesang. Beethoven didn't often give uh, titles uh, to things. He did a few times, but this is a quite striking one because he's saying this is a song of thanks uh, to the divinity from someone who has recovered. He really was struggling with his health, and he did write this shortly after recovering from serious illness. He had made notes to himself to reach back into the ancient church music, the church modes. There are various musicologists that trace some of the chants that you end up hearing in this movement to a mass that is for those who have recovered. It's a pretty compelling thing when you look at those chants next to the ones that Beethoven used. It does seem like he, he really may have done exactly that. It's an alternation of this modal hymn and then this vigorous kind of feeling of new life on Dante and then the modal hymn and then the feeling of new life on Dante and then the modal hymn in its most complex version to finish, so this five-part structure. This music is a kind of a soundscape which uh, there is just nothing like it uh, in really all music. It has a kind of purity and uh, simplicity uh, and profundity that is well, I just encourage people to listen to it. It's, it's, you'll, you'll know right away what I mean. It's a meditation really like no other. You know, we're at this moment where the entire globe, and it's, it's remarkable to think it is really everywhere on the globe. By and large, it's just an awful disruption of so many things that we value that we were forced to have taken away from us. So I think this, this movement is a beautiful, profound, and uh, unbelievably special way to address some of those feelings of recovery and thanks for being able to rejoin what we had valued so much and maybe taken a little for granted.
Our next episode of Muse Mentors will be released about 10 days from now and will feature Nick Kitchen of the Born Mayo Quartet talking about his life in music, his mentor, the violinist Shimon Goldberg, and how technology can be the musician's best tool to understanding and interpreting music in the deepest possible way. If you're interested in attending the Borromeo Quartet concerts on the weekend of October 23rd, visit capitalcityconcerts.org where you have the option to purchase tickets for either of the live performances in Montpelier and Burlington, Vermont, or buy on-demand tickets so you can listen from the comfort of your home. The audience capacity for the live concerts will be limited to half full, so we urge you to get those tickets in advance. Again, you can get all of the information at capitalcityconcerts.org.